Hey there, welcome back to Science Fiction. My name is Salim Sarawala, and as always, I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Carl Eames. Carl, how are you? I'm a little tired today, but ready to talk some more science fiction stuff. And I've got uh, uh, another fun one tonight. We're covering uh, another tier list, but we'll, we'll get to that shortly. How about you? Yep, yep. What's going on with you? Well, nothing new. Uh, just a good day at work. Um, and yeah, I'm ready to roll and uh, get into our our show here. Nothing really uh, new. I think you you mentioned you went and already saw Black Panther, right? We're kind of forever. Yep, just got back from the show. Um, you know, of course, I'll save my full thoughts for for next week when more people have gotten around to seeing it. But uh, very tasteful, a very good, um, better than I had thought it would going to, it was going to be. But still, you know, like I said, I'll, I'll save more of my thoughts for, for later. Yeah, they're, they're projecting record, record-breaking record box office numbers for this. So um, it'll be interesting to see where it ends up. Uh, and I've most, for the most part, I've seen really good reviews um, from people. Uh, at least the critics, like obviously the fans are just starting to see it. So we'll see what they think as well. But yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go watch it at some point in the next couple of days. I'm not sure when. Um, I'm sure I can find a ticket individually, even if like if you can find a ticket. <laughs> I mean, no, there's a bunch of shows available, so like, um, I just I'll just have to go if I uh, if I let's figure it out. But anyways, uh, let's get into our show. So we have, like I said, we're going to do our tier list for the for phase one of MCU. Um, and then what we'll do is before we get into that, we're going to uh, go over a couple of fast flicks that we have uh, that uh, just before we get into the, the tier. So if you want to go ahead and play the video. All right, so the first fast flick, it is the Spider-Man Across the uh, Spider-Verse adds Daniel Kaluuya uh, for that. Uh, Sony's obviously the animated sequel. Um, so the actor will join an ensemble, which will also include Semik Moore. Shamik. Uh, Shamik Moore. Shamik. Shamik Moore. Um, Haley Stettenfield, Oscar Isaac, Brian Tyree Henry, Lu Luna Lauren Velez, Greta Lee, SRA, Rachel Dratch, Yorma Tacone, I think, and Shay Wiggum, um, and then also Jason Schwartzman that was previously announced. And Kaluuya will voice the superpowered New York teenager Hobart Hobie Brown also known as Spider-Man or Spider-Punk. Uh, and the character was from the comic uh, described by Dan Slott and artist Oliver Copiel. And he first was introduced in The Amazing Spider-Man Volume 3, number 10 in 2015. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I, I know I know how, Hobie Brown from just the regular Amazing Spider-Man where he plays uh, the Prowler. Uh, but 
yeah, what are your thoughts on this addition? Neat to see. Uh, it's always good to see, like specifically Hobie, like you said. Uh, like we know, we know Hobie from the actual comics. Sorry, not Hobie. Uh, yeah. Um, actually, from from the the comic books, we actually know that character. But seeing him right. represented now, actually, as far as Spider Punk goes, I am not like super knowledgeable on Spider Punk. I do have like you know, I've read Spider Verse and 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 I know of the character and the designs and stuff but as far as i'm not like a big spider punk stan i never really paid attention to the character um mm -hmm. but i know a lot of people really really just love seeing something really off the off the wall um you know out of bounds sort of thing with, with spider-man and the the spider designs from spider-verse um and this is definitely one of those one of those eye-catching ones so i don't know like particular his uh like character types like his personality or anything like how he conducts in battle or any type of gadgets or anything like like i just i don't like didn't really pay that much attention to him when i read spider-verse um so this putting him on a spotlight will at least help us see that a little bit more and uh maybe get some more spider-man fans in there and um again hobie is black so this would be Mm -hmm. um and then daniel's playing him so this could be another one of those inspirational type of spider-man characters for those who didn't realize like oh i thought it was just peter parker but now there's miles and there's another black spider-man like oh my gosh so i think this will be really cool uh to a, a lot of people out there who just you know again not aware of the character uh existence and that there's so many different versions of spider-man and here's another one i just hope you know again it doesn't fall down the oh they made another spider-man type of thing oh they're just trying to be you know all that you know bs of people don't realize that these characters have existed for a while um but yeah um it seems cool and i hope it had the spider-punk has a, a a decent role in the movie because uh, it is getting a little packed in there. So there's going to be yeah, quite a few I'm, names in there. My thing is, it's interesting. Like, he's such a late addition. And, like, right, for yeah. Big, like, for a big name uh, actor. And I doubt he, I mean, I guess we'll see. Because obviously, when, uh, how how much, how, how involved he is in this first one. Because um, there's a two-parter, right? So, because... Uh, you you had a pretty big name in Chris Pine that was in the first one, but he wasn't really in the movie for that long, right? He played the original Peter Parker, aka Spider-Man, who dies. And then um and then obviously uh Miles Morales becomes the the Spider-Man of that universe. Um but yeah, it's 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 interesting. Like I said, you know that they added him this late, and you know maybe this is part of the reason why they pushed the movie back, like because they had so much stuff they were doing with it. Um, I know there was other things going on too, but um, maybe with this, you know, they they tried to be like, how can we get a little more creative here and add this other character that we want to do. Uh, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the what, what happens with it and. Um, I didn't, and I just realized that Jake Johnson's not kind of like so. Who's who's voicing the um, Peter B? Yeah, Peter B. Um, Oscar Isaac. Uh, no, Oscar Isaac is Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Um, 
I don't know. I didn't hear anything about him not coming back. But I, mean, I know they didn't list him on this article, but yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I mean maybe I'm sure. just they just didn't list him on here. I was just interesting that I uh... maybe he's. I mean, he got married to Mary Jane. Maybe he's off just being with Mary Jane at the end. Oh no, he's still here. I guess. Uh, I guess they just this article uh, just does not uh, for some reason mention Jake Johnson. I was like. I like. I mean, I like Jake Johnson in real life. I mean, also partially because he's a Chicago guy, but uh, I, I thought it was he, like his Spider-Man character was fun um, from the original. Now he is one of the top rank rate ranked as well. I looked at I am MDB, and um, he is like up there with Jake Johnson or Oscar Isaac and Haley Settenfield. Um, and Shamik Moore. So he's probably going to be in the mood for a decent amount as well. So, yeah, uh, we'll see. That should be uh, that should be a good addition to the cast. Uh, obviously a star-studded cast as is. Um, any other final thoughts on that before we move on? That'll do. All righty. So the next one is related to uh, the Marvel Studios that – it was announced that they're developing. I mean, it was kind of announced before, but not really too much. It was a speculation, but they are developing multiple Black Panther Disney Plus series. Um, and I think, I think in the past it was it was kind of more so they weren't sure of what route they would go to, but it is definitely going to be looks like Disney Plus more so, um, and it's according to Marvel or Marvel according to Variety. Uh, the spinoffs alongside uh, Ryan Coogler's production company, Proximity Media. So the director is going to be producing the 20... So while the director is going to be producing the 2023's Ironheart series that will serve as a direct sequel to MCU Blockbuster, um, he will eventually also start working on a lot of these uh, spinoffs. Uh, I think the previous report had indicated that they would be developing two spinoffs in particular, which being one about the kingdom of Wakanda itself, and then the another one exploring the origins of Danai Guerrera's uh, Okoye. So um, obviously the latest comments indicate that, you know, that's still probably early in development um, or speculation, I should not comments, but it'll be interesting to see when these actually start getting made because like, if if Ryan Coogler is the one doing it, like as far as the directing and 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 you maybe writing and and all that creative side, um, he's a busy man. <laughs> like he has a lot going on, and you know, what, what it's like, are they going to? Uh, and they obviously they haven't really announced in phase um, five and six any other Black Panther stuff. Uh, you know, so. Is that going to be phase seven, maybe? Or are they going to do kind of something similar to um, other Because I know they have some projects that are like TBD, like that they put dates on. So maybe they'll fit one of these, you know, spinoffs into those TBDs. Um, yeah, what are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Like, are you... Um, is there anything in particular outside? I think you, I know you're you're excited about the uh, Denai Guerrero as a Koye potential spinoff. Um, 
anything else in particular that you'd be interested in them uh, kind of pursuing or just your general thoughts on, on this uh, overall? Uh, well, yeah, so Phase 6, remember, they've only really announced, like, two movies of it, and there's not, uh, it's not a complete, uh, they just have dates set up, like you said, to be announced, it could be putting anything in there, and even even then, uh, we know they're going to slot Spider-Man in there at some point, uh, whenever Marvel, or Sony decides to, to make another Spider-Man movie, so... Uh, there's still plenty of, of room for more stuff in phase five and six. Um, that being said, I don't want to say too much again. I already have seen Black Panther just a couple hours ago, so I don't want to like start talking too much about that. Um, but um, yes, I, I love Okoye in general. So um, if that's what they have planned, um, I wouldn't mind that. I hope that you know, Denai is okay. Being on the small screen, I don't know what kind of story they would tell, um, given she's not a superpowered character. Um, we kind of know, especially, uh, I mean, we know what her past was from the last movie. Um, we don't really get into that into this current movie, um, but we still kind of like have a good standing of like her character development, and she goes through quite a bit in this movie. Um, so it's, it's more of like why. I mean, I'm not questioning it, but I don't think we need to know why uh, her like full origin, unless it's like something super substantial. Uh, they got ideas, uh, but you know, uh, either way, I, I still enjoy Wakanda and and all the, all of its characters. Um, I don't imagine Ryan Coogler is going to be like pinning and directing and producing all of this stuff. He'll probably have like a hands-on, like a. Uh, uh, be a guide sort of thing kind of like james snyder or no, zach snyder i always mess his name up kind of like zach, zach snyder wasn't like directing wonder woman but he did like help patty jenkins a little bit like hey this this is how this goes or i would do this and be an advisor but it was still patty jenkins movie you know um so i think he'll uh end up being like that for future black panther things because i don't imagine him doing another Black Panther movie, if that happens, which, you know, speculation. Um, and then Ironheart, and then two to three more Black Panther stuff. Um, like, he, and plus he's been doing, um, didn't he just, isn't he doing the, the new, um, what's the boxing movie with uh, Michael B. Jordan? Oh, uh, the um, Creed. Creed, yeah. Creed. Didn't he do that too? So, like, I'm, uh, I'm pretty right. sure... Uh, he's kind of busy, so I, I can't imagine he he wants to do everything, um, especially after this movie too. I'm sure all of them are burnt out from not just making it but promoting it as well. So I can't imagine them wanting to keep doing so much. Um, maybe just to be a little bit hands off or hands on, just um, have somebody else's vision uh, and, and let them carry it. Yeah, um, that's a good point. I mean, it could be where he just ha he's just involved in creatively, and then um, not really doing a lot of like the directing and things like that of it. So, it'll be interesting what they do, and I'm I'm looking forward to watching the movie. And I've been avoiding any Marvel related uh, stuff on Twitter because I don't want any spoilers. So we'll we'll see what happens. In that regards, um, so moving on. Uh, so I guess 
since James Gunn took over uh, as far as uh, creative rights and, and so forth for DC, uh, the DCEU fans have been clamoring for like Legends of Tomorrow and Suicide Squad, the David Iyer cut. Um, and basically, uh, Gunn said that, you know, he's reading a lot of what everyone on Twitter is saying, and he's open, opened up Twitter at the end of a long creative weekend to see many tweets of aforementioned save, you know, Legends of Tomorrow and release the Iyer cut. Um, and obviously she's saying, you know, they've all been very excited fans and majority of these requests were like respectful and enthusiastic and he's open to, you know, pursuing all of that, like what fans want to see happen. Um, like me personally, I, I really liked Legends of Tomorrow, the show. Like, I know I stopped watching a lot of the CW stuff after a while. But I feel like as far as quality was concerned, I always thought like Legends of Tomorrow was the, as far as the entirety of the series, uh, I always felt, at least until after I started watching and not to, not to say that it stopped being quality after I stopped watching, I just, there were just a lot of things I was following at that point. And I just, you know, for some one reason or that I just decided to stop watching it. But I always thought Legends of Tomorrow was, the overall most quality of all the CW shows, because um, obviously I've after a while each show like the Arrow, Arrow, Flash, and also they started getting watered down as the seasons went along. But I just thought overall like the strength of the show, uh, Legends of Tomorrow was the strongest, and uh, I know a lot of people were big fans of that show in general. Uh, what are your thoughts when you see this as far as his comments and? you know, saying he's paying attention to what the fans want. I had, had um, looked up or saw, um, I guess somebody had highlighted it on Twitter or something like that, if, as if I recall, that James Gunn had been asked on Twitter um, years ago um, if he supported the uh, site. Tweet saying um, that he was in support of whatever the studios decide to do and um now he's in this decision like seat that he can actually make a decision like that so he, he now needs to figure out if one if david ayer is using bots like zack snyder did uh two <laughs> he needs to find out if actual people actually want to see a suicide squad re-release uh with david ayer's uh version of it uh, and then um if it's worth spending money on, et cetera. And uh, that's what Peter Safran is for as well. Um, but like, not even that, I, I found it more interesting is now he's in the seat. I'm pretty sure. I mean, one of the first things, if I was James Gunn, like within the first week, I would say, show me the Batgirl movie right now, because I need to know if that is actually worth, you know, uh, you know, is it best for it to stay, uh, written off or should we actually release it 
Is it worth, you know, when we, you know, putting it out there because people want to see it, um, stuff like that. And um, I'm sure that he's come across that from tweets and stuff, people reaching out. But yeah, that would be like the first thing I would do is is to watch that movie and then watch The Flash. I would watch both of those. Those would be the first two things that I would do and decide if that movie needs to come out and then decide if Bad Girl is worth saving and then figuring out you know what what to do with TV and you know Legends of Tomorrow and um, all of these different multiversal versions of Batman and Superman, etc. And whether or not they should be, um, you know, should we have three Batmans going out at one time? Should we have three Harley Quinns? You know, because right now they have at least two with um, the uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joker is going to have, um, what's her face, going to be Harley Quinn. Um, the singer, I can't even think of her name right now. Um, um, it's, what's her, yeah, I think I know you're talking about. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Whatever, and then uh, Marvel Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga, yeah, Lady Gaga is going to be in the Joaquin Phoenix new Joker movie. And yeah, because I think it's it, it going to be a musical, right, or something. Yeah, it's going to be a musical. Yeah, and then the Margot Robbie is going to have her version still, most likely, and then they'll possibly be one in the uh, the new Robert Pattinson stuff too. Because right. who knows? I mean, yeah, they have a Joker. If they're three right. jokers now, so uh, why not have another Harley Quinn? You know, a more grounded, realistic Harley Quinn. Like it, it, it would be a lot of oversaturation. So I think it they do kind of need to, you know, um, get it all together and, and uh, streamline some of it because, yeah, like I think it's a it's a, it's a both it's like a blessing and a curse to have. Robert Pattinson Batman movie that people really like and people really like him and they did really well and people like the grounded realistic stuff but then you still having other versions of Batman floating around is just a little too much and um, stuff like that I personally I would end but I know you also just started this Batman franchise so you kind of yeah. have to, you can't just like cancel it and say, oh, sorry, Matt Reeves, we don't want to do your stuff anymore because it's too confusing to have 10 Batmans out there. No, yeah, it, the movie did really well and people want to see it. So you kind of have to go with it and and hope that eventually, uh, it, you know, Matthew Reeves will burn himself out and, and say, okay, I don't want to do this no more. And you can just end it and then figure out a way to back end Robert Pattinson into the rest of this uh, uh, DCEU so you don't have to recast and you don't have to uh, do this huge explanation of why you still have 10 Batmans out there. You know, maybe maybe that happens 10 years from now, you know? Right. I mean, like, I mean, I suppose they could, they could, they didn't have to, like, keep them technically separate in a sense. They could have just had it, like, in the same universe, but just this is a different timeline. And uh, like when when they're doing the new things that is with the batman because obviously the batman stuff is supposed to be uh when he's a younger batman so it's not like they had to do like oh this is a different universe but yeah i think but i think it's them. because of matthew reeves and he didn't want to be tied into all the rest of sure. because he's building his whole you know he's building a whole gotham universe sure correct now. but yeah. i'm just saying it, it could still just been a different timeline as opposed to 
a completely different universe um just being way in the past that this stuff has happened and you know I, yeah that's what i'm saying like if, uh, after matthew reeves leaves you do that on the back end because doing it now he would be pissed like if you know like, sure just, yeah he would be too pissed and he probably wouldn't want to keep anything but when matthew reeves is like okay i'm done with batman you know, I'm done with all of these shows and stuff. And then on the back end, well, we own it, so we can change it after. And well, I mean, I, I know he wanted to do creative rights. I mean, he, he didn't have to give up creative rights. I don't, like, I don't know if, if, if him being in the same timeline, like it's just a different, like being part of this universe, I don't think that would have been like the, uh, like, like the, the, you know, the breaking point for him. Like, no, I refuse to be part of this universe. Like, it's like, dude, yeah, you get com- complete control of everything. You're, you're you're still just part of this universe, but it's a complete. It's just in the past. So you're you have complete all the shows and everything that you do is just you know, and it's an own time frame in the in the past. So we'll see. Like I said, we'll see what they end up doing. Um, and I think mostly the reasons they obviously kept like the Joker and uh. Joaquin Phoenix or Joker and like you mentioned the Batman just because those things were popular they did do well so they didn't want to lose out on the money opportunity on, on those things and the things that weren't doing well um mainly being the that main universe of Zack Snyder stuff start Zack Snyder who started all that stuff that was struggling and just really getting bad ratings and not really maximizing what they could probably do at the box office. Uh, not to say those they did bad in the box office, but they definitely did not. I don't think maximize when you look at the uh, grand scheme worldwide box office numbers, um, especially when you consider like Batman and Batman and and Superman did not co- cross a billion. Uh, Donna Justice did not cross a billion dollars in the worldwide box office. And those are your two heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. Like, how is that not crossing one billion dollars worldwide? Um, so, you know, that's like not maximizing what you can make on those movies. So that's why they did, they're redoing those. So, yeah, it'll be interesting what see what route they go. Um, but any final thoughts before we move on to our final fast flick here? No, I'll go ahead and introduce this next one. Uh, we have uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about Avatar Two, um, actually, kind of Avatar Three in a way because uh, James Cameron just was interviewed and basically was saying, "Hey, you know, uh, if he's not really sure how people feel about Avatar right now, and uh, he's doing these movies, they're still they'll fi- they're filming the third one." Uh, but he, he wants to see how well Avatar 2, The Way of the Water, uh, does. And if it doesn't meet expectations at the box office, then Avatar 3 might be the end of the Avatar series. If it does do well, then they'll... Because they, they already have plans, like three or four movies additional. So um, if it, in fact, doesn't do well, then they'll just stop at three. Also, that Avatar 2 has got about a three-hour runtime. Um, so it's going to be you putting your butt in that bo- uh, box office seat uh, for at least three hours. Um, Salim, are you ready to sit down and watch another th- 
know, presumably you'll watch it in 3D, but maybe you won't. Uh, three hours of a beautiful movie that, uh, you know, I don't know. Who, who knows what's going to be? I mean, ready? I don't know, but I probably also watch it. I mean, we'll see. We'll see if it's worth it being three hours. Um, usually movies that run that long, you always end up coming like, well, they could have cut out like 45 minutes of this, and it would have been just fine. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Most of the times when movies run that long, that's something you feel like, you know, man, they could just cut so many things out that was unnecessary and kind of over explained and overran. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Like I said, I think um, he like he he mentioned that there was not didn't spend as much time on emotion in the first film, so he probably wants to get more emotion involved um i don't know if i agree with that it was just not a lot of i mean i feel like there was emotion a lot of emotion in the film it just there were like you've mentioned in the past already there was not there's not a lot of creativity as far as the storyline is concerned um it's just more of like just kind of stealing other storylines and doing you know going off of those as opposed to them doing their own thing but yeah, I mean, I'll watch it, but I, I don't know if I'll be ready. I guess my, my impressions will be based off of how I feel after I come out of sitting in a three-hour movie and if, if I feel like it'll be worth it. Um, like, you know, like I said, you know, with the long movies, like when uh, Zack Snyder's cut came out, you know, luckily it wasn't in theaters. So yeah. you can kind of, you know, I always tell people if you watch that movie, you can just watch it by part one and two as a, as a first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then part three and four as a second movie. Like, if you if you stop in the middle of that movie, it's not like you're, um, you know, you can go back and watch it like the next day. And it's not like you have to sit through the whole thing, and that you're gonna be missing out on you know any any details. Because I feel like each part is its own kind of thing, and then in the end it comes all together, but. Yeah, any any movie when that's long like that, it's it's always interesting. I wish you know, I wish movies. This not a random, and I'm not I'm kind of going on a little tire tirade and going off tangent here, but I wish when movies are that actually that long in the theaters, they would do like the old fashioned intermission stuff. <laughs> like I feel like I wish they had done that for Batman, the Batman, because that was super long and that was not even three hours. How many, that wasn't three hours, right? Like I, I don't remember. But that was pretty long. Like, I remember being like at least two and a half hours, something like that. Like, do the old school intermission thing, man. So, like, we can have a bathroom break. So, I don't have to miss things. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going to have to remember not to like drink anything before the. <laughs> before well, it's going to be kind of hard. It's a, a water based movie. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm going to have to remember, like, well, the thing with Batman, the Batman was I, I foolishly had drank like an entire glass of water when I, before I left the theater. Um, and then I was also drinking a Coke, like a Diet Coke or something like that with my popcorn. And, you know, two hours in or like not two hours, I don't drink more than that. So I had drank like something earlier and then before i left i drank a glass glass of water full glass of water so i was like that was probably foolish of me to do those things 
to drink all that liquid and then like an hour into the movie i was like crap i gotta go to the bathroom and i just couldn't like i was like i can't hold it man this is insane this movie's I, there's just, like there's still two hours left in this movie i can't i can't do that um so yeah i'm gonna have to be a little more be a little more uh tactical in my uh beverage drinking uh plan if i go sit down and for three hours in a theater uh, but that's something we all have to be aware of or be a little more tactical in our beverage drinking um, plan for this movie. But yeah, that's our all our fast flicks. Any other uh, thoughts before we get into our final uh, conversation? Uh, no, I think I'm done with uh, Avatar. Though I do, rem- I, I, I want to ask you, because uh, I actually don't remember if we ever covered it. Because um, I've been, you know, the last couple movies we've uh, watched, at least in theaters, they've been trailers for the the new Chris Pine movie with Michelle Rodriguez, the uh, the Dungeons and Dragons. You've seen that trailer, right? No, I haven't seen that yet. You haven't seen that? Because uh, every time I go see uh, the last couple of movies, it's been in the, the theaters. Really? But I don't I remember if we ever actually showed that trailer on no. here. We definitely okay. haven't because I don't. Even, I didn't even realize there was a trailer, so I'll have to go check it out. All right. Well, uh, maybe we'll we'll throw it in next week or something like that, to, just so we can talk about it. Because I, you know, I've already said pretty pretty numerous times that I'm not really into high fantasy dragons and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, at least if we, because I'll go see this one because I like Chris Pine uh, mm-hmm. too. I love Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, both myself and John have this inexplicable love for Michelle Rodriguez. Um, and yeah, it is like dragons and, and all of that fantasy stuff. It's a little funny movie as well. Um, I don't have to worry about a bunch of lore that I don't understand from books and stuff that I've never read. Um, it's just going straight into it. So I w- I'll definitely check this movie out when it comes out. It doesn't have a release date, unfortunately. So um yeah we'll we'll see how that goes but in the very least uh we should probably talk about it next week yeah yeah we'll go over it next week and i'll i'll watch the trailer um like i said i never i didn't even know i haven't seen it when i've went to movies recently um in theater so i haven't seen that trailer uh then play it so i'll have to check it out all right uh, but yeah let's get into our main thing uh the tear maker for phase one of MCU. So yeah, last week, uh, just in case you guys missed it, we did a uh, a tier list for the MCU, or excuse me, for DCEU, for all of the DC movies that are like from Batman, Zack Snyder, the Zack Snyder verse, um, you know, the Man of Steel first. all the way to Wonder Woman and most recently Black Adam. And we just put them all in a tier list. So if you're interested in seeing that, we actually did two separate tier lists, one for myself and uh, Salim did one. So if you're interested in seeing that, you can go check out last week's episode. Uh, and we we talked all about how we felt about that list. So uh, now with Black Panther coming out today, uh, this does end the phase four for the MCU. Um, however, a little early to do a tier list on phase four. Again, not everyone's seen the movie and we need to kind of talk about the rest of Marvel as well. So we're just going to kind of warm up 
getting to phase four by just handling phase one, two, and three. And we're going to do them all separately. So tonight we're just doing phase one, um, which looking back, when we go actually looking back at all these movies that are part of phase one, there really wasn't a whole lot. Uh, it seemed yeah. like phase one had like this big, it feels like so important and so massive. And then you actually look at how many movies comprise phase one is like less than a handful right. uh, but it's still uh, a lot to talk about and still some fun stuff so um, let me get this set up here and then uh, we'll be able to start going on phase one uh, let's see uh, there we go so we have our tier list um, you can see all of our movies here and that is two of these aren't even movies they're like little shorts um, but the rest are movies, and uh, we got Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, or excuse me, The Incredible Hulk, uh, Iron Man 2, Captain America, The First Soldier, and Avengers, with the shorts for uh, Thor's Hammer, and then honestly, I can't even read this one, I forget what it's called. Um, uh, the so Consultant. Small. The Consultant, that's right. And then there's one more that's not on this list uh, that is part of phase one. It's called item 47. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, so uh, let's go ahead and start with our tier list and, and what we feel des deserves one. The first movie of the phase one is Iron Man. And honestly, I, I'm pretty sure I didn't, I didn't, look at your tier list uh that you had sent all that much like a glance glance at a Salim, but i'm pretty sure it's a going to be unanimous s tier for uh, iron man would you agree um i have that in a like i really like it yeah i have it in wow. a um what would you, well, before you uh, go um, discuss this i actually meant to mention this to you before as far as these tiers go we can edit this. It's not something that is, uh, you know, uh, unmovable and shakable. So we can add, we can do it now. We can, you know, do it for other lists, whatever, but we can have S tier. We can have S plus, we can have S plus S and then A, B, C, D. Uh, we have right now, it says C, D, F. We can make a C, D, E if we want to. We can make these numbers. We can make these uh, phrases like best movie, terrible, uh, bathroom break worthy, uh, whatever we want to put on this side, whatever words or numbers, we can do that. Uh, that's why it has this last category as well as haven't seen, don't remember. Um, and this is already like this. I didn't even make this uh, tier list. It was already uh, set up. So... Um, for anyone that wants to do this, this is on tiermaker.com. You can make your own. Um, but yes, just for the record, if we want to, Salim, if you want to make a A minus tier or have some other thing, we can put that in there as well. Sounds good. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I personally have it in A. Like, like I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. Um, um, I think. I think, like, the only thing I didn't really like about it, like, like, not like about it is even relative, like, not really, like, dislike, I, could, I should say, is how um, how quickly, like, the villain progresses into kind of just, like, I'm killing you, uh, like, uh, or not killing you, but, like, the whole, like, just how he just goes completely, like, rogue and maniac 
um, over in the end. Um, because, like, so obviously you, you have the setup of him um, trying to get that, you know, technology, and you find out he bars him from the, the, the what do you call it, the board and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you obviously find out that he's the one who set up the kidnapping. Um, so, yeah, I just thought, like, I don't know. I thought they could make that a little more, a little better in that regards. But like, I, I really enjoyed the movie overall, um, and so that's why I have it at A. Um, and I didn't think it was like some like uh, like what I what I have in the S tier. Like, I didn't think it was like as good as that. Um, so that's why I didn't put it in the S tier. I guess. Okay. Well, I I personally, as I already led into, I would put it in S tier because uh, I honestly think it is not it's both there because of its importance to the MCU. It's a it's for me to be S tier. It's importance to the MCU. It's importance to comic book movies in general, um, as well as just being a damn good movie. Um, it's still. Uh, from a 2008 movie that has incredible visuals that still are like a little dated at this point, just a tiny bit, but uh, that again, it's from 2008. So technology has progressed significantly um, since then. And the fact that it looks as good as it does for a movie that is uh, 14 years old, that's pretty good to me. And then you still have, Robert Downey Jr. and his great acting. You still have even Terrence Howard. You know, I know we like Don Cheadle nowadays, but I still like Terrence Howard in the movie. I think he did well. Um, uh, Pepper Potts, like uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, she was great. Um, actually, when I was looking this up and making the thumbnail for for this, and saw this poster for this for Iron Man one, this picture. Gwyneth Paltrow actually looks amazing in this poster. Like she looks fantastic. Like this is actually a really badass poster uh, compared to the other ones. Like I think it's probably the best poster of all of the Phase One movies uh, by far. Like I, I still kind of don't like the Avengers poster. Uh, Captain America one's okay, but the other ones are just like meh. But this first one for Iron Man, I think it, it's incredible. Uh, but yeah, the movie itself, like it's it's got so much going on for it, and it's been it's so much. Also, another important thing, like everyone, mostly everyone's favorite character, one of the most popular characters of the MCU, Iron Man. This is where it started, and this is where everyone's love affair came from because it didn't come from Iron Man two, and it didn't come from Iron Man three. Uh, you can make a, a case for his role in Avengers is why people like him so much. But for the most part, I think people love Iron Man because of the Iron Man movie, the first one. Um, I think it does. But it definitely, I think it definitely brought back comic book movies because I think there was like a negative, um, like just a negative thought about comic book movies because obviously you had, um, I think at that point, X Men United had, uh, not United, sorry, X Men, um, the third X Men had bombed. Um, I think Spider-Man three had bombed. Um, all these other like comic book movies that they had done, obviously the Hulk 
not the not the incredible one, but the angry um and everyone was like oh they're making another comic book movie and iron man and what the hell like they do oh yeah obviously daredevil uh the the uh brad pitt not brad pitt uh the ben affleck one that had (laughs) brad pitt that one one had (laughs) bombed so like it, it, it there was like a big you know this a bad taste in people's mouths for comic book movies like like the general consensus was like man like comic book movies aren't doing well they're not good yeah i would um, say that before so iron revived, man that comic book it. movies were still niche but iron man was the reason com- comic book movies became a whole subgenre because it, though it wasn't at the time but it launched the success of the mcu and now everyone's making comic book movies and you see multiple comic book movies a year based off of how well it's the mcu started with iron man but uh before that comic book movies was just a, a niche thing that happened every once in a while um you know you, you get you know, like i said you had your x-men and your spider-man movies but they were supposed to end you know spider-man ended at Three, though they were supposed to do four but then they canceled that and uh x-men ended at three and mm-hmm. although wolverine had you know his own spinoff thing going on and that right. was a disaster um but yeah like there was some that were good but mostly the stigma was comic book movies are bad and don't make comic book movies you're going to waste a lot of money and time and no one's going to like them there's only a couple of them that are good like spider-man 2 and x-men 2 and you know uh the old superman movies and then the old batman movies not the ones in the 90s so mm-hmm. those were the only ones that were good up and blade up until that point um so yeah i i think for that reason i i think for those reasons, I think it deserves to be S, but because um, yeah, I, I don't have a gripe at all with um, uh, Obadiah Stane. Um, I mean, you, don't get me wrong, like we hadn't seen what Disney had done with the MCU to that point because, you know, this is the first uh, time that they even, was it even Disney at that point in 2008? I don't think so. Yeah, it was. It was bought- owned by it was it was they had purchased Marvel's uh, rights at general with the comic book side, and they owned all the characters. Uh, they just didn't own um, like Spider Man. Uh, they didn't own the Hulk, uh, but yeah, it was a it was a Disney production. MCU was Disney production. I'm gonna look into that. Um, that didn't sound right because I believe it wasn't until. Because like spectacular Spider-Man and um, uh, all that, yeah, but that's a cartoon. The yeah, live right. Action, the live right, action but that was stuff. like two thousand nine and whatever. Um, but yeah, that was yeah, that was two thousand nine. So it was after this, um, after Iron Man, that Disney bought Marvel. Mm um but marvel studios it was started with iron man so it was still marvel studios like so it's all i'm not saying it's not mcu it's all mcu but um 
I think that was a big influencing factor as to why Disney jumped in on because uh, again, like before that, Marvel. Okay, yeah. So Marvel Entertainment started it themselves, and then Marvel, then Disney went in and bought Marvel Entertainment. Yeah, because like before that, it wasn't like Disney had their eyes on Marvel and they said, "Oh, we have some potential. Let's make a movie." This was Marvel's last chance. Like they invested in Iron Man because they didn't have rights to Spider Man, they didn't have rights to the X Men, and they needed money because you know the big uh, market crash of the '90s, and they didn't have a whole lot. They they sold off all of those assets to all of these other studios, and they didn't have a lot going on and they put everything and they could into iron man and hope that it was success and they basically printed money because of how damn good the movie was and that's when disney took notice and was like okay you got something good going on there and then they bought out marvel um but yeah so you know as far as uh what we what we got going on um I don't know. Can I convince you to put it in S tier? Are you still sticking to A tier? I mean, it's fine if you want to put it in S. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not I mean, I want to have a conflict with you, on. so I don't want this to be I can't, you know just laying down. But if you really want to stick to your, guns, you don't have to have A-tier. a conflict. Like, <laughs> no, I don't well, care. That's why we don't have we're to have, have a conflict. conflict that's that's why I don't want to. Um, that's fine, this, but it doesn't have to be fake forced <laughs> no 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 i'm not like saying I, I hate you now for putting it a tier i'm just asking you uh, how passionate are you at a tier because i i'm I not think it's a perfect saying. movie i'm not that passionate all right no. that's here it is that's fine next movie on our list is um the incredible hulk edward norton and i had wished that i had some time today or, and yesterday but i just did not because uh, this is the one I actually wanted to rewatch because, it, like, when I we came up with the, doing this list, I was like, I should rewatch Incredible Hulk because it's been a while. Uh, I wanted to see Edward Norton's performance and Liv Tyler, and um, and just see how they compare and how how long you know it's been. Again, this was also 2008, I believe. Um, like, how how does it stack up with? All of the, what we've gotten since then, and just does the whole movie still hold up? Because I remember being pretty excited about the movie back in the day, and uh, after watching it, I did like it a lot. I thought, you know, um, you know, Edward Norton was cool. You know, Hulk looks really good. I didn't like Abomination's design, but in the very least, it was still. A, I thought it was a really cool fight at the end. Um, though again, Liv Tyler wasn't like super amazing. But early, early Marvel had that cookie cutter formula uh, with, you know, the love interests and uh, the story and stuff. So at the time, I didn't think much of it because it was only the second movie. Looking back, it's like, yeah, things could have been a little bit better. Um, so, eh, um, again, I wish I watched it again more recently. I'm definitely not putting it in S tier. But uh, I don't think it's a half bad movie in general. It did set up some cool things, had a nice Stanley cameo um, and stuff that we're finally getting around to, like the leaders coming back uh, very soon and uh, whatever, you know, Super Soldier uh, Serum references 
in there. Um, personally, I would give it like a C or a B, but I'm still pretty flexible. How, how do you feel about the Incredible Hulk, Salim? Yeah, I put it in C. Um, like I enjoyed it. I think there's a lot of there's good parts, like you mentioned. Um, I really, I actually really enjoyed the last um, fight. Like the it's like what was like a forty five minute fight between him and the Abomination. Um, I I did like Edward Norton as Bruce Banner. Um, I didn't like dislike him as Bruce Banner. I thought he was like at least like physically. Physically wise, he probably fit Bruce Banner better than Michael Rafalo, who's a little bit more built. Like Bruce Banner is supposed to be this like skinny, nerdy looking guy. He's not supposed to be like this buff, handsome looking uh, dude. I actually um, feel the opposite <laughs> for the exact really? same reasons. I feel like Edward Norton's more handsome and uh, than Mark Ruffalo in that. No, Mark I mean Ruffalo like feels well. I mean more theoretically more. Uh, more like Bruce Banner than really, yeah. Like, I feel the exact opposite to you for the exact same reasons. Oh, I feel like I feel like Edward Norton is like more of the really, at least in that movie, he was more of a skinnier, like, yeah, for sure, brain body movie. Like, I feel like that's what like he's supposed to look like. And, um, but yeah, um, yeah, I have it in C because like. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen like it. Does a solid. This is a decent movie. Um, it's it uh, it doesn't like you know knock you out. Um, it's better. Than, it's like it certainly is better than the Ang, Ang Lee one. Um, yeah, like a lot better. Um, and yeah, that's uh that's what I have it at. Yeah, that Ang Lee movie, I never saw it in theaters. I only saw it one time and I can barely say that I watched it because I was um, at my girlfriend's house at the time and she put it, Hey, do you want to watch this? It was on, I don't know if she rented it or it was on TV or whatever, but I watched maybe like 10 minutes of that movie and I fell asleep. I woke up like an hour or two later and it was still on. I'm like, what the hell? And it was like, it's like the most ridiculously long, boring ass movie I've ever seen. Um, I don't even remember fight scenes in the movie. Cause again, I did fall asleep, uh, but it, it was just so boring. Um, so this was a huge step up for me um, compared to that movie. Uh, right. All righty. Next up. Thor, I'll let you uh, share your thoughts on. I'm pretty sure Thor was in the next movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, it was the next movie. Um. So yeah. So look, I remember when when they because I, I I I've read the comic book before. Like I wasn't like that read the comic book that much, but I remember when they said they were going to make a Thor movie. I was like, oh, this is going to be tough because. Thor isn't a really like emotional character. He's very uh uh shakes like I was saying like not Shakespearean, but like his his tone throughout the comic book is not like um as like like because I saw the popularity and why Iron Man was so popular, right? Because the way um RDJ portrayed Tony Stark and he made that character so lively and 
And obviously he took a little bit more liberty to how big of a dick Tony Stark was um, in, compared to the comics. Like in the comics, Tony Stark is a dick, but he's not that big of a, like, you know, uh, as far as being that big of like a um, fanboy and playboy in, in a sense. Um, but I saw that popularity. And I was like, ooh, this is going to be tough. How are they going to push this off, especially with the outfits and stuff like that, right? Uh, what he where what Thor wears, what everyone Asgard wears, uh, I swear like the dialogue and things like that. So, so um, and obviously I didn't know anything about Chris Hemsworth at the time. I mean, I don't think anyone really did. He was no a, kind of a brand new actor. Uh, they they went a completely you know different route than. I think what they do nowadays, nowadays I'm seeing Disney MCU does more of like, let's get established people and, you know, that people have known who are good actors or, or just hire popular in, a, in some sense. And let's put those people in, in the main tutorial uh, character or role. Uh, but with, with Chris Hemsworth, they obviously went to a complete, you know, opposite. And, and to be fair to RDJ, like he was kind of, um, I think he was while everyone knew he who he was, he was trying to make a comeback in in movies at the time because his his rep was still very bad with obviously his past, his checkered past with uh the drug possession, obviously he went to jail for um you know he was an addict a drug addict, so he went to jail with uh for possession and all that stuff for a long time for a while um and obviously he was kind of looked at as a as a risky choice to do that that movie and obviously that revived his you know image and career uh again but yeah it, it was you know and then looking back at the movie like i think they did the best as possible they could considering all those obstacles um i still don't have it like i did i didn't like it as much as incredible hulk um, there, there's definitely good parts to it. I, I, I liked, I liked Natalie Portman's character. Um, I didn't like how they had Thor's, like his hair just looked weird when I look back at it. Like his, like on on Chris Hemsworth's face, like especially because they dyed his eyebrows. Yeah, they made him extra blonde. Yeah, it was just really weird. Um, and especially when, like, I mean. And to an extent, like I'll say this, like looking at Phase One, I, I I did kind of mix like like you know my my opinions of the characters as they progressed into uh, different movies and, and and different phases. So I I, I was kind of um, I kind I was kind of like use not not just separating Phase One from all the other stuff that came out later. Uh, it was kind of hard for me to do that. Um, and and seeing how much different the Thor character became compared to how it started as well, you know, it's he was probably a lot that the first Thor movie he was probably a lot more accurate to the comic book the way he was in Thor one than he is in the rest of the movies. But it just I feel like I feel like also the, the what sets it sets it back a little bit is just the progression of how he gets to earth and kind of runs through so quickly and how they kind of show how you know with him gaining back 
being worthy of the hammer and all that stuff. It just kind of, I don't know. So to me, I had it in, in, in D. Like, like, there's parts I liked and there's parts that were just like it was rough go for the movie. I don't know if I'm making sense because I'm yeah, yeah. looking around. Um, but yeah, that's what I had <clears> in D. Um, I don't know where you had Thor. But yeah, like, I'm glad uh, you mentioned this. I did want to say that, yeah, phase one was very much a um, let's try to make things as comic book accurate as possible phase um, with a little bit of practicality. One of the, the best things and is what was established with the Thor movie and is probably the only truly good thing to come out of it was the imagery of Asgard. And right. And, and all of Asgardian and magic and gods and stuff. I think that's the only real thing that was uh, uh, significant with this movie because you had seeing actual Asgard, like it being fully realized in, in, in real life and, and you know, rendered and all of that stuff. And no one had seen Asgard before like that is I had always been hand-drawn, you know? Uh, so seeing this big city of gold and then seeing the rainbow bridge and seeing Heimdall um, using the big sword at the whatever station thing and and seeing um, Loki and Odin and the frost giants and uh, the destroyer armor and those things were the most important part of the Thor movie. Um because they actually undersell the frost giants too. They kind of undersell the frost giants too. Yeah, they weren't really much giant or because they're actually giant giants in in the comics. They're like legit a lot like bigger than the Asgardians. Um and they they were bigger in in this movie, but they just didn't have a much of a part because it was early in the movie when Thor had uh beat their ass and then um then Loki goes back to talk to i believe he talks to yamir but i I don't remember who he ended up actually talking to um but yeah like i the again it was still though even though we had you know comic book type of stuff like you said like we said with thor they made him super blonde blonde eyebrows and the head he had the helmet back then as well which prince sims were ended up hating and that's why they ditched it later um but yeah they they tried to do so much with comic book accuracy that it kind of hurt right Um, that's i guess what i was trying to get to that's what i was trying to get to it's it's hard to do that in a movie like it makes sense in the comics and and it flows better in the comics and also because you have more time to like explain that things out but in a movie doing a movie um that's why, in a, in a sense, too, it, 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 like it, it's been hard for people to get Superman so accurate, and and in a movie sense too, just because it's like there's certain things that you can get away with in a comic book that you can't in a live action, and I just feel like what they eventually did with Thor was better for a movie setting than what they did um, in the in the first one yeah because even like uh, one of the big things with thor as you was alluding to uh his dialogue he doesn't even 
like in comic books, he would say verily, verily, and I, and uh, nay, and all of these different things that are very much like a Thor thing. They tried to do that in this movie, and I don't know if it just didn't hit for casual audiences or um, or it just sounded too awkward, but it just didn't work well, and that's why they don't do that stuff anymore. And that's why it's so much more comedic now with uh, right. you know, and Thor it, Ragnarok and, and Love and Thunder. Right. And it doesn't really fit with the rest of the MCU movies, like right? The it's just so different than like the tone and the the, the dialogue and this all that stuff. It's just such, such more different than what they're trying to do and and the because and like if they weren't like so con, like joined as far as telling a story to one final you know ending mm-hmm. um it, it might work better but because they're so connected and having this movie being so like themed differently especially when you, if you're going to do a um a a movie like the avengers when all these characters meet up it's kind of hard to have that character be so different tone wise than the other characters um and trying to fit that blend that in so i think that's why it's also it didn't fit the rest the tone wise for the rest of the phase yeah because like when you're reading a thor com- comic book you have the benefit of the comic book is like that and everyone speaks that way and in the next issue they continue to speak that way so that tone is established for the actual comic book stories for thor but like you said trying to fit it in uh the mcu with real people and all of these other characters in the same universe don't talk that way uh it makes that stick out a little bit more and you just kind of aren't used to it um but Again, I, I don't know because they did this. I, I wouldn't say they necessarily did it on purpose. I don't know the full story, but they kind of did the same thing with Scarlet Witch, where she had that accent early on for Sokovia, but then you know later on she totally dropped that accent by the time yeah. they were in Infinity War. And they actually and, made fun of it in uh, Wanda Vision, like right. they pointed out, like, "Oh, where is your accent?" <laughs> so yeah, that that's a, that's totally a thing. So. Uh, which is not a problem in Black Panther, so at least we got that going for us. But yes, uh, so Thor, I think we can both agree that uh, we both agree. I, I also kind of like to put it CD sort of thing, and I'm fine with it being in the D tier. Um, I never really liked this movie anyway. I, I really thought it was the weakest of the MCU, uh, phase one. Yeah. Um, I, I, again, Natalie Portman was just love interest. She was just really smart love interest, but nothing interesting. Right. And also a reason why she didn't want to come back. Her character was really boring. Her character wasn't interesting. You have a very uh, um, noteworthy, award-winning actress playing a bland, cookie-cutter character uh, that has no kind of significance to the story. Uh, she's got better things to do with her time. So, you know, I I don't blame her uh, whatsoever. So, um, but at least we got Loki out of it. And he was probably, probably the best part of the movie is Loki, right? Uh, Between him 
Tom Hiddleston, just in general, everyone loves him in being Loki here, coming back for the Avengers, and then just being the persistent character that he was in the MCU and still is. Uh, he's probably the best thing in this movie. Right. All right. Um, next up, uh, we're going to do one of these shorts here. Uh, the first one is Thor's Hammer. So, uh, as far as uh, we were talking before, Salim, you say you've not seen any of these shorts. And I'm right. assuming most people haven't because just also like Salim had mentioned that these are separate things. Uh, they're not something that you can... Is, they're, they're like post-credit scenes, but they're not. Um, they are a whole separate click and in, in, in search and find sort of thing that I believe these are all on Disney Plus, but you have to look up phase one and then just try to find out everything because if you bought Thor, it's it might be on like the Thor DVD or something, but it is completely separate from the movie itself. It's not a post credit scene from the movie. Um, that being said, I don't remember a ton about it, but I believe it has something to do with Coulson um, getting the hammer, and it and um, it was when because the hammer had um, you know no one could pick it up or anything like that. So I think this was when they just found the hammer and then they realized that it it moved or that's when Thor came and some, something like that. It was just like a five minute short thing. It really wasn't a, that big of a deal. Um, that being said, for personally, I know Salim would put it here in the haven't seen, don't remember. I barely remember it myself, so I'm just going to leave it here. But I don't remember it being anything spectacular, so I wouldn't mind putting it in D or F tier just in general. But it's it's so not noteworthy that I might as well just leave it here and uh, don't remember. All right. right. So, uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Oh, yeah. I agree. Like, I mean, that's what I thought I agree. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't watch it, watch it at all. So I have no clue uh, what it was. And it's funny, like, like not only did I not watch it, I, I didn't know that it existed. <laughs> like I had no clue that it existed. So yeah. All right. So Iron Man Two is the next movie, and uh, yeah, I definitely I don't I, I don't know how Celine feels, but I definitely feel a lot more positive about Iron Man Two than most people I've heard in my life, because um, I know a lot of people really trash this movie, but I like it for primarily War Machine. Um, it gave me War Machine, and I love the the end where they're back to back or side by side, and they're shooting all of the uh, the drones down, um, and it's just all the bullets and the lasers and stuff is just super cool. Um, it gave us Don Cheadle as Rhodey uh, the, for the first time, replacing Terrence Howard, and we got Natasha Romanoff. We got Black Widow in there uh, for the first time, so it gave us that and her curly hair. Um, I like the movie a lot. I did not like um, Whiplash as a main villain. I thought that was probably the yeah. biggest thing in the he movie. It was a like, combination of that. Cause that character had played two different villains in his time, like Whiplash and the, the uh, Crimson Dynamo. So they kind of just right. combined that into one villain. Right, so, yeah, right. Yeah, they kind of, I felt like, I felt like, uh, it, yeah, it was, it, he wasn't a strong villain for sure. 
Right. Like, and, and, and it's a shame. Um, you know, Mickey Rourke is a great actor. Um, and he looks okay. Like, I think he looked fine just in general, uh, without all of the Iron Man armor and the whips and stuff. Cause even the, when he would had his whips, that was at that one scene at the racetrack and then Iron Man had his briefcase suit and they fought there. It was like, clearly he can't fight Iron Man. Cause even Iron Man in his weak suit that can't do a whole lot, he's still whooping his butt. So like, um, you really need this upgrade, but it's just a complete change from, this is one of the not comic book accurate things, I guess, of phase one, because it's a complete change of, of character for, for whiplash. He's not, some super intelligent guy he didn't create a suit of armor uh you know he's he's pretty much a a, a c-list villain maybe a d-list villain uh even like a villain for higher type of guys he's not he's not a main villain of iron man he's a recurring villain but not a main one um but yeah it, it really wasn't good because of that but then you still had um hammer uh what's his name i forgot his first name but um he was in this movie as well and kind of forget about him because he is kind of forgettable as well so i guess the the villains weren't all that great um but visually it's my favorite suit probably because i i iron man one he had the circle uh circular unibeam uh there but i like the more triangle uh, arc reactor i should say but um, i like the more triangle one from the comic book so iron man 2 pretty much has my f- favorite suit out of all of the suits for the entirety of the mcu mm-hmm. um and then i war machine as well that's my favorite look for war machine in the mcu and though not my favorite black widow i still appreciate curly hair black widow uh, in her first appearance and then all of her undercover stuff uh with nick fury which we didn't even mention nick fury forgetting forgetting about that uh, him being uh in the post credits for for iron man and starting that whole thing as well um but yeah personally i would put this at a b or a c um i think it's i i I would rather watch this over hulk um but definitely better than or yeah, I agree with you. I had it in the B C. I put it in C, but like, yeah, I could I could put it in B as well. Um, for all the same reasons you mentioned. Um Whiplash wasn't really a strong villain. Uh, obviously I like the addition of um of uh War Machine or not addition, but like you know, talking bringing in War Machine. Um I I liked um the what do you call it? What's on top of my head? I can't remember what to say, but yeah, well, no, I just the, remember his name. Justin Hammer is this yeah, so, No, yeah, that's why I mentioned Justin Hammer. Um, I felt like so, like Sam Rockwell is a really good actor, and I, I felt like like it was just kind of like they did a little disservice, um, as far as. Because I think Justin Hammer is a pretty big villain or a, a, a pretty big, like, nemesis of Tony Stark mm-hmm. in the comic. So, I mean, while they show, like, you know, obviously the, the rivalry that they do have, I feel like it's probably a little, un, like, not sold as well. 
I don't know. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm comfortable with it at C or B, um, and I definitely liked him better than Incredible Hulk. I agree with you. I want my bird. What's that? I want my bird. Oh yeah, I want my bird. My bird. <laughs> my, my bird. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and I, and I agree with the suit thing. I, I really like the suitcase uh, uh, part. And one of the funniest things, like, so when when because there was like the whole controversy of uh, of um, what's his name, Terrence Howard, not mm -hmm. being um, not being uh, 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 roadie anymore. And it's funny when when Don Cheadle first appears in the court, he's like. I'm here. Let's get over. Let's move on. Like he, yeah, he it's right. kind of like a reference to like I'm the I'm Rody now. So get over it. <laughs> so I, I, I like that little you know thing that they do. Um, and that's and I so really perfectly like, Don Cheadle. It's like he probably wrote that line himself. <laughs> right, and I I really like that. And 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 to mention another thing I like about that court scene, like like that is the most Tony Stark. At, I should say that is the most Robert Downey version of Tony Stark that could be because like that just shows the extra oomph he adds into uh, what Tony Stark is in the MCU compared to in the comics. Like the, being that big of like a like an arrogant prick um, in the MCU, like the the way he completely does the things, what he does in in the, in the court with obviously com commandeering the. Uh, the the screens, everything, like putting all there, the way he's, way he's speaking yeah. to the senators and everything like that. Like that whole scene is just basically like, you know, the 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 epitome of who he portrays, uh, like kind of what Tony Stark is. And I feel like I feel like they Marvel ended up adding that portion into like the later Tony Stark comic versions. Like they added a little bit more into it. Like before that, he wasn't as big of like that big of a, you know, like I said, a dick. <laughs> that he was he was to an extent, but not that big of a dick. But yeah, uh, but yeah, I agree with you uh, as a whole that I, I would put it in that C or B area. So I think we agree C is fine. Alrighty, um, let's see. Next up is the consultant, I believe. Yes, because this came out before Captain America. Um, I'm gonna really quick read the plot because I honestly don't remember. I know they're just sitting there talking at this diner. It's um, Jasper Sitwell and Phil Coulson. Uh, they're and is this real quick? Uh, Phil Coulson walks into a restaurant where Jasper Sitwell is eating breakfast and informs him that the World Security Council wishes Emil Blonsky released from prison to join the Avengers Initiative. They see him as a war hero and blame his fight in New York with Bruce Banner and Banner himself. They order S.H.I.E.L.D. to send the agent and negotiate Blonsky's release from custody with Thaddeus Ross. The two agents decide to send a patsy to sabotage the meeting so Ross can re will refuse to release Blonsky. As Sitwell's urging, Coulson reluctantly sends the consultant to Tony Stark. A disgraced Ross sits drinking up at a bar, and he's approached by Stark, who ends up annoying Ross so much that Ross tries to have him removed from the bar. And in reply, Stark buys the bar, schedules it for a de demolition. The next day at the restaurant, Sitwell arrives at Coulson's eating breakfast. Coulson informs him 
that their plan worked and Blasi remained in prison. And that is all what the consultant was. So now that you uh, can't say that you haven't seen it, don't remember. No, I'm um, just kidding. Um, it's really, I mean, that's all it was. And it really wasn't much, right? Like, um, they're just sitting there talking. Hey, let's get, we have to get abomination out of prison and make him join the Avengers. That's not a good idea. Let's set it up so that it doesn't happen. And then it doesn't happen. So, um, really nothing particularly amazing. So, is yeah. What it is. Yeah, I'll have to check these out um, just to watch them. Just like I said, you know, like this too, I had no idea it existed even. So, um, this is like like literally when we when I did the tears, like oh these things are things I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know these were part of it. So okay, fair enough. Alrighty, um, Captain America, you're up. Captain America. So I'll say I I I I really I think. I don't remember what the general consensus of was of that movie. Um, but for me, like the entire I'll say this, the entire Captain America series, I think is the strongest of all the movies, like the one, two, and three. I get it. Technically the third one is the Civil War, you can almost count that as an Avengers movie to a degree. Um, but like obviously Winter Soldier is still like my all-time favorite movie. Um, and I felt like you know, the first Avenger was was as strong as Iron Man to me. Um, really? Yeah, like, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed, um, you know, I was, you know, there when, when, when Chris Evans was announced as Cap, people were like, oh, he was, uh, he was uh, Johnny Storm. Like, that's weird. Like, how is he going to be a different character, obviously, with uh, Fantastic Four? And Speaking of comic book movies that had put bad taste in people's mouth, the second Fantastic Four uh, had done just that <laughs> at that time before, and that was before Iron Man had come out. Um, we forgot to include that um, as well into the discourse of bad comic book movies. Um, but yeah, it, people were kind of up and you know, like, I don't know, how will this be? Because, you know, um, we don't know how Chris Evans will do. Um, but I think, I feel like he, as far as like who he is in the comic books to on screen, he's probably more, most consistently accurate. I feel like through the comics to on screen. Yeah, um, sure. Like, I, like obviously not apples to apples. Like he's not exactly the same in a sense, but like, when you consider all the characters, they did change to a degree, but Cap is pretty much as close to the comic book character as you can get, uh, like every parts of him. Um, and I, I just didn't like that he wasn't character. blonde. Yeah, that that's one thing that they changed. Uh, obviously, Chris uh, Evans probably didn't want to dye his hair. I'm assuming. Um, I don't but know. I think they still consider Chris Evans' hair blonde, even though it's, well, I think like, it's a dirty blonde, right? Like a dirty blonde, yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed the first one. I, I really like the uh, like. I get into like the occult stuff, like when people are like, um, like the old, like, uh, like 
the old Nazi occult stuff, like when people are like, um, they're always like the villains and things like that. I like that uh, portion of it. Not, I'm not saying I like Nazis. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, just in case people misunderstand what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, I like that old like genre. And I like the fact that they had that uh, bits of that in there and they were fighting. Um, and obviously the, with, with the Red Skull, I liked uh, the portrayal of Red Skull in there. I, I mean, I just like, I really enjoyed that movie in general. And I thought they did a really good job with the whole, um, oh, the other thing I wanted to mention, I think the reason I, I'm a big partial of that movie, because I love movies that are set in different time, like eras, like like timed movies. Um, that movie obviously being set in the 40s for the like essentially the entirety of the movie is set in the 40s. Um, I thought that was really cool too. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I have that in the same, uh, I put in an A as well. Um, so that's my uh, thought process on it. So uh, just looking back, I remember, um, keep in mind, this is back in the time where we were still kind of fresh off of you know, Iron Man being great. This was 2012. I'm pretty sure that this movie came out the same year as Avengers. Um, but we're still high off of Iron Man being great. The other movies are okay, uh, but people liked them. But then there's also Batman the Dark Knight that was around this time. I mean, you know, not, not too long, um, much before this. And other movies that were, you know, coming out, there were comic book like, you know, Viva Vendetta had been out and um, other things. And so at this time, I remember telling a friend that I had at the time uh, before the movie came out, I was like, hey, uh, I know you like because he loved the hell out of The Dark Knight and quick tangent. I never even wanted to see The Dark Knight at all like i wasn't interested i had not seen batman begins at all uh at that point and when the dark knight was coming out i was like yeah i'm, I'm good i'm not really i didn't watch the first one and then i don't really care for this and, and i was like oh no i had several friends that were wanting to see the movie and they were like oh you're not gonna see it i'm like no i'm not i'm not interested and i ended up seeing the dark knight three times the opening weekend because I went to go see it with one of my friends because he invited me and I was like, I'm not doing anything. So I guess I'll go see this movie. And then I went to go see it with another friend who invited me. I was like, I just saw it yesterday, but Oh man, well, I went to see it with you. So, okay. So I'll go with you. I mean, I'm not doing anything on Saturday night. Might as well. And then the first friend that I saw it with on Friday invited me again on Sunday to go watch it with him because he wanted to go see it again. He had already seen it twice and he wanted to see it again for a third time. So I watched it again three times in three days, a movie that I didn't even want to go watch. Uh, anyway, this guy that I saw The Dark Knight with twice, I was telling him, hey, you know, I know you're not like a big Captain America fan. But Captain America, as someone I've read in comic books, he's pretty badass. He's pretty cool. And there's some really good potential with this movie. 
in my eyes, that it could be easily one of the best, if not the best comic book movie ever, if they do a couple things. And us being very young and not knowledgeable on how Disney slash Marvel was handling the MCU, we kind of had only really Iron Man and Hulk to look at, a little bit of Thor, but I was expecting and hoping for it to be like a Saving Private Ryan meets Captain America type movie where it was, you know, World War II and unapologetically World War II and it being visceral, it being violent, it being a lot of guns, it being a lot of fighting, a lot of, you know, dramatic moments in the trenches and things like that. And added a little bit of superheroes and supervillains and it would could have been a really awesome movie in my eyes and i tried to sell him on that unfortunately the movie didn't do any of those things and um for me it was disappointing in that regard now the movie that we did get um was still good to me and i did like it because it took so long to get to the part where they were actually at war and actually at fighting ended up being a montage and that's what was disappointing to me they did the whole montage where he's singing, you know, because he was not allowed to fight and he had to dress up in the the comic book accurate Captain America from that time. But it was like the really silly looking co costume and he's singing with all of the girls and stuff on tour and then eventually doing the montage where he's actually with Dum Dum Dugan and with the wrestling Holland commandos but it was still like really quick shots it wasn't him like really fighting um any kind of dramatic battle and i think that's where it was really missing um red skull was still really cool and really good and between he and peggy carter those were the best parts of the movie to me um not to say that they were so standout either, because um, I love Haley Atwell in this movie. This has started my love affair for her and for Peggy. And again, uh, Red Skull was super good, uh, totally underused. And I wish they did work out a way to use him more in the MCU. But um, hey, you know, we weren't really expecting Endgame and Infinity War to, for him to be used there either. Um, so I am happy to see him there, but just to get like a true red skull where he's like an actual threat to the world and the modern day, we never really got that. So that's kind of disappointing, but that's, that's a, a huge, you know, big picture thing. Uh, as far as this movie goes though, it just didn't have the action that I was expecting. I did it. I did love suspicion stand as well as Bucky. And just getting that set up for Winter Soldier was super good. But, you know, Winter Soldier and this movie don't compare to me. Um, and I don't want to look too far ahead and make that kind of comparison. But in general, um, this movie is good, but I don't love it either. Like, it's one of those movies I even forget that Tommy Lee Jones is even in this movie. Um, really? Uh, I yeah, don't like forget he's he was really good in it. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I'm, I I I only reminded myself he was in the movie when I was doing this, and I was like looking at the poster. I was like, oh shoot, <laughs> that's right, it's got uh, Two Face in it. Um, His deadpan humor is, is awesome in there. 
Yeah, and, and you know, it's not that he's bad. It's just like he's he is it's Tommy for for Tommy Lee Jones for him, you know, him being such a, a acclaimed actor. Again, you know, the role that he's playing, you wish you play something a little bit more significant. Um, same thing with uh, another actress that we'll talk about shortly, but um, not in this movie. But still, like I, I hoped for more. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was okay. I think the the action, like I'm saying, the action was a little lackluster. For so for me, I think this is like a, a B tier at best. I could put it at C tier just because of my own personal gripes. But Eesh. yeah, I for, just can't agree with that. <laughs> yeah, you have um, it. You said A. Yeah. Um, like I said, I mean, it was like the lack of action. I don't know. I mean, it's an origin. So they're trying to establish who Captain America is, like who it's Steve Rogers is. World War II. <laughs> it, it's, I mean, it's not, it wasn't set out to be just a World War II movie. It's about establishing the character of Captain America and Steve Rogers. Right. So they're exactly. trying to show that his nobility, to show where his, where he comes from, then that all that part is important. Like the when, when they're picking him to be Steve Rogers or Captain America, that all part is so important about him being this guy that um, even when he is at his weakest, he does not back down from bullies. That's so important. Um, that's why, like, all that part is important and that is needed, like, and to be in there. Like, I don't need to see war scenes from the beginning of the movie. Um, no, so, I'm like, not saying we, that. Uh, I'm saying that when we got to action scenes, it was a montage. So yeah, the, I mean, the character building of that uh, of of Captain America, yes, super important for people to know his his resolve, his character, like what he does in situations, and to establish this is what he's going to do when he's facing you know face to face with Thanos. Like we we you know him holding off Thanos at the infinity gauntlet and just his shield that is meaningful because of this movie establishing what type of person Steve Rogers is. I'm not overlooking that part of it all. I'm saying that if we have a movie that is based in the 1940s with a character that fought in world war two against Nazis against the, 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 the Hydra, right? Why are we getting action scenes where they're just montage scenes? And it's fun, but I mean, the also at the same time, it, I, I get now, like I said before, we were still kind of young and looking at this as not realizing that, you know, Disney is disifying things and making things PG-13, so it's not going to be blood and guts everywhere. So I get that now. And at the time, I had some expectations for a little bit more graphic stuff. But at the same time, we now can see that we can get some little bit more violent things, a little bit more uh, uh, more action going on. And I wish we had that for this movie. So I, can, I don't put it as high of a list of entertainment because, again, the next movie, Winter Soldier, super great night knife fights and 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 gun scenes and explosions and fist fights and stuff like that we had all that in that movie this movie really wasn't much i mean did he fight red skull not really did he really fight much soldiers not really they had like all this advanced technology uh and, and, and stuff like that so it really wasn't that much of a 
you know, action movie. It was a character driven movie, I guess, if that's what you're trying to say. Yeah, that's fine, but that's not what I would have wanted. So I, I can't put that so high. And that's why, that's I why mean, I the lowest I would go is B, but like at C is like just like you're putting it as in the same spots as the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, I was like, come on, man. Like, yeah, at, low, it, at lowest, I would put it here. I at highest, I would put it here. Yeah, I, I would mean, not put it in. I would say the lowest is B. Uh, for me, like, I like I thought that like I, I put it in A. I mean, I I don't think it's better than Iron Man, but like I thought it was like yeah, I thought it was really good. Like it, I thought the whole entirety of the movie, considering it's an origin movie, establishing who Captain America is, um, I thought there was more than enough action in it. So yeah. I mean, also, me, I, I like to to throw in at least my my perspective on on consensus on the movie. Um, although I don't know how people, everyone felt, but I know that this was one of those movies that a lot of people, at least at the time, because people have binge watched stuff, uh, uh, plenty of times since then, but at the time, Captain America, the first Avenger was one of the, was like Ant-Man where a lot of people skipped it. This was a movie that a lot of people skipped. It didn't, they didn't grab their attention enough. For them to watch it um, in those early days of the MCU, people watched Iron Man. They watched Iron Man two. Some people did skip out on Hulk. I think some people did skip out on Thor. But I think more people skipped out on Captain America. And then if you look at the actual box office numbers, I think it's the lowest performing movie of all of the Phase One movies. So it is, it is the one that people skipped the most. That's fine. Yeah, I would put it at B at, at the lowest. Um, but yeah, I like overall, I enjoyed it. I really did. All right, next um, Avengers, the big one. So, um, when I watched this movie, had you ever, uh, Salim, have you watched the. Avengers, uh, maybe it's called the Ultimates, um, or maybe it's called Ultimate Avengers. I don't remember the animated movies of no. the Ultimates. You've not seen those? Um, I don't think so, no. Okay, so there are two of them from literally the exact same time. It came out before the first movie, at least, uh, came out before the live action Avengers movie. And, um, it's literally the exact same movie to almost to a T with the exception of the animated version. Again, it's based off the ultimate ultimates comic books. So they were the ultimates, uh, not the MCU Avengers, which slight tangent, the MCU pretty much was starting off as the ultimate versions of the characters, but with like the regular universe skins, like, Iron Man still look like the regular Iron Man uh, from the regular MC six one six, and and so on. But they kind of started the stories and the lore based off a little bit of the Ultimate comic books. So I, I feel like that's what they were going with the Avengers because this movie was just like the uh, the Ultimate Avengers animated movie. Uh, the key differences in that is the roster 
because the again the animated movie had a giant man and had wasp on the team and i don't believe black widow was there uh but i believe hawkeye was um i, I can't remember that much but i know it had wasp and, and giant man and then secondly after the battle with the shatari because that happened in that movie too um after the battle with shatari <clears throat> They had let Hulk just like go off and just like do his thing, and he kicked a whole bunch of booty. Um, and after they defeated the Shatari, Hulk went on a rampage and was starting to destroy New York. And he uh beat up Giant Man, I think he either punched him in the throat or in the knee or something like that. It broke his knee, some stuff like that. And they, they basically had to defeat the aliens and then defeat Hulk afterward. So, uh, when I watched the live action Avengers, I was like, this is the exact same movie. Wait a second. After they defeated Shatari, are they going to fight Hulk next? Uh, please, please. They didn't do that. I was really disappointed by that. Um, that being said, yeah, I, I never felt so, um, so high on this movie as everyone else did. Not to say that it's bad. Definitely not saying it's bad. It's a great movie. It is a really good movie, and it's the first time something this big had ever been done. So it's very significant, of course. Um, but I still kind of look back at it as a little lackluster, just just because of the again the. Uh, maybe it's because of the mixing of the characters and they just didn't mesh well at first, you know, the conflicts with uh, Bruce Banner and, and Tony Stark that they had right away. And then, and, and uh, see Rogers having their conflicts and they're not trusting each other. And maybe it just didn't feel good because they didn't feel good about each other. And maybe that's why I don't feel good about the movie. Um, I think that's the point of it though. They're supposed to be conflicting. Right, that's what I'm trying to say. That's the point. I get that. At the same time, like I watch Avengers uh, uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, and they also didn't have that type of camaraderie right away. But I feel po more positive about that show than I did about this movie uh, as far as their conflict and how that conflict was depicted. Again, uh, I'm not saying that Avengers is bad. I'm just saying that I'm not as crazy about this movie as other people are now that that being said it's just i'm not putting it at s tier i put it at an a tier because i think there are other movies that are better than this and i think that this is just like a good movie that did something that people weren't expecting it's kind of like um and, and maybe you're getting ahead of yourself but like endgame is a great movie and I, I do love Endgame, but between the payoff of the 20 movies that uh, preceded it, and that's what it was, the payoff, and then the fan service part of it, and then the last hour where all of the cool action happened, I think that's where it's good, but the rest of the movie, or I should say that's where it's great and fantastic, and the rest of the movie is just a good movie and is cool. Uh, I don't put Endgame as the best MCU movie because it's not a complete package to me where we are already talking and you're already talking about like the Winter Soldier that is a complete package to me so for for me Avengers is a great movie that just falls a little short 
I don't mind it being S tier, but I still think Iron Man is way better of a movie. But if I think it's that much better, then I kind of feel like it should be an A tier. And that's how I feel. Um, I mean, I had it between S and A, and I put it S just because I thought they did it. I think I thought they did a good job of combining all the characters and um you know when they first the characters first meet each other it's i thought they did it fairly well as far as transitioning from the odds that they had with each other and then getting into um on the same page and being like okay well we see what how we have to work together to uh end this thing that's happening um i thought they did a good job there i thought it was um the storyline was good i thought um i, I love the uh, shatari i love like the uh the final battle scene was really great um yep. uh yeah I, I thought i mean i put it in s because i i, I, I love like the buildup of of getting there like with all the other movies combined and the, the what what mcu was doing and seeing the final the final final thing come together um and the way that it came together and how it worked out to me um like i said to me it, it felt like it was it should belong in an s tier but um yeah i mean i i wouldn't i wouldn't have a problem putting in an a either um i just thought yeah that's i just really thought it was a really good movie and also the um with this is kind of the start of the people don't remember hawkeye thing because he was in thor he cameoed there and people didn't really like understand the significance of that character at that time of uh, those who just didn't know who hawkeye was but then in avengers here he is and he's brainwashed for half of the movie so i feel like like he didn't really get a chance to shine up until that battle of for New York. And he had the, you know, all his trick shots sitting on top of that roof and stuff. Um, but I think it did a little bit too much of a disservice to a legitimately cool character. And this kind of just started the, that, that, uh, that view of him that didn't really get rectified a little bit until age of Ultron, when he got a hit, like a good solo spot to, to get his character built up a little bit better. But uh, for what it's worth, Hawkeye was a very forgettable part of this movie. Um, and uh, I don't, again, as a, a Hawkeye, I was a huge Hawkeye fan, but I was, I had higher expectations for what they would do with him uh, in the Avengers movie. And then, um, but like I said, the battle for New York, great. Great, great sequence, great ending to the movie. Uh, Iron Man sacrifice, um, all of the visuals, like you know the iconic shots, uh, you know the, the 360 that they have there, the um, the moments like Black, you know Captain America launching Black Widow into one of the ships, uh, yeah, Iron, uh, Hulk smash, and he's going to go smash, and it's just a lot of great stuff. And this is also the first time we saw Mark Ruffalo um again as um hulk so there was a lot of high expectations on what he would do and 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 on his on his performance and he delivered he was really great and why we enjoy hulk to this day um 
But yeah, I, 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 I kind of feel like early on in the movie that it still was a little lackluster and just, I guess, delivery. Like even like Nick Fury and Maria Hill, it just kind of meh. You know, um, I, I think the early parts of the movie with Loki were great, um, but stuff like interactions on the helicarrier, um, I feel like it was just a little too bland. Mm. Yeah, yeah, lackluster is an interesting way to. I've never heard anyone call the, the first Avengers lackluster, but okay. not the entire movie, just parts <laughs> of it. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, I, I, A is fine for me, but uh, I had a definitely an S tier. All right. So lastly, we don't have a thing for because they didn't put it up. But um, for what it's worth, there's one more thing in uh, phase one, and it's called item 47. This I do remember, although it's, again, it's very short. It's a check it out. Uh, it takes place after Avengers, and all it is is basically uh, two, a couple, I believe, they are after the Battle of Avengers uh, in Battle of New York. All of this junk is all over the place, and these two either stumble upon or they, uh, maybe like it fell through a building or they saw it on the street or whatever, but they found uh, one of the Shatari weapons. It was just like a gun. And they kept it secret because, you know, between damage control, which I don't think was a thing at that time uh, in the MCU, but in general, the you know, authorities were cleaning up everything and they just missed something and they missed item 47. It was just one of the Shatari guns. And this couple, I, if I remember correctly, they used this to rob banks and try to get a, you know, you know, take advantage, but keep it secret. You know, you have this really ridiculous gun that's able to blow open bank vaults and you can steal a bunch of money. So I'm pretty sure that's all it was. Um, only noteworthy thing is that they use Lizzie Kaplan, who I personally love, uh, in this short. And that means that Lizzie Kaplan is a part of the MCU, but they won't probably use her for anything else because she's already a character. So we have a really great actress that is not going to actually be anything significant in the MCU because of the early days of how things worked out. But um, yeah, that's about it. I mean, uh, I had a thing. Here you go. Item 47. That's what that was right there. You can see the gun um, there. But um yeah, that's about it. Um, and we got some spam there and get rid of that. So, yeah, that does it for our tier list, which right now we only agreed to, uh, looks like Iron Man as this tier, which, you know, without, damn, I just blocked you. Go away. Um, but yeah, we pretty much only agreed to Iron Man as S tier and there we go. Uh, Avengers at A tier, maybe S we could, and like I said, we could modify this too. We could have like a S minus for Avengers or S plus for Iron Man or something like that. If you really, really wanted to get down to it, um, Captain America at a B tier. Iron Man 2 and The Incredible Hulk at C tier. 
uh, D tier Thor. So basically the worst movie of phase one is Thor. And then the shorts are not all that noteworthy, but they are there. So that's what we did. Uh, let us know how you feel about that. And um, yeah, and any any final thoughts on this, Celine? Uh, no, no final thoughts. Um, I think we're pretty much all wrapped up here. Um, did you have any final thoughts? Um, other than make sure you come back next week because we will definitely be talking about Black Panther Wakanda forever. Um, again, I've already seen it tonight, so I definitely can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll go watch it, and yeah, I'm excited. I was very excited about this movie, so I'm I'm really excited to watch it. So, uh, looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, that's a wrap for today's episode. Obviously, please check us out any previous episodes you may miss on Deep Barroom Network on youtube as well as on all audio platforms and uh please check out anything else the barroom does have to offer i'll cover all chicago sports uh but yeah that's a wrap for me uh and we'll see you guys next time ready